player two has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 145 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show one. How are we doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Are you doing good or fantastic? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, good. You can't be doing good. I'm sorry, Mom. Um, well, are you doing well? Better than last weekend. Last weekend was the whole golf tournament thing. Like, you were Last weekend was tired. not very relaxing. This weekend has been a little bit more relaxing. Yeah. But still just uh, too short. Too short. Always too short. It's my rap name. Uh, shout out to him for Real helping. Tea. Huh? Your street name? <laughs> shout out to him for helping me at Jess's school, putting stuff to get, putting TVs up. He and dad, shout out to dad. You're not watching or listening. You should be. Um, it was a long, it's been a long week or so for me getting Jess's school ready, but we're pretty much there and that feels awesome. And thank you to Sean. Uh, but if this is the first time you're seeing us, this is the best of Memphis nominated two player co-op podcast where every week two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to wor- know about. And I said, I almost said worry about, <laughs> no, I mean about, that too. Yeah. Know about in the world of video games. If you like what you see, make sure you hit that like button, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It means the world to us. We're trying to get to a thousand subs. That would mean, like I said, the world to us. If you're listening on audio services around the multiverse. Thank you. Make sure to go over youtube.com slash two player co op. Oh, wait, we don't put that. I there. don't have a banner in there. No. <laughs> I've only got <laughs> Why, If you're, yeah, that, that would make you sense. You can do that all you want, but magic doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, but go over there and hit the subscribe button. Even if you only listen to us on audio services around the multiverse, it really means a lot to us. Thank you so much. If you like merch, I'm wearing a cool shirt, but you can't get this at our store. But you know what you can get at our store, Sean? Can you get our merch? You can get our <laughs> merch at teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. This guy is continuing to Twitch over at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. We'll get to his thoughts on the messenger here in a little bit. Also, make sure you check out our wrestling podcast that we co-host with Ernie, the Burb Without Fear, and Nick, the architect, Shafani, over at Smart Shooters. We don't have a custom URL yet, but go over to YouTube, search for Smart Shooters, search on your favorite audio services around the multiverse, and you will find us. And you should listen to us because I do think we are the best there is, was, and ever will be wrestling podcast that there is. Yes, Sean. And uh, even if wrestling is not your thing, go... Yes, be kind and Rewind. drop us a sub there uh, so we can get to 100 so we can get our custom URL. Yes, it would be much appreciated. Uh, also, like I said, we are nominated somehow for the Best of Memphis local podcast. So please go over to wherever the link is in the description. It'll be down there. Remind me in five minutes to add the link to the description for the podcast vote. Thank you. Uh, so click the link down there or go to our Twitter or Facebook or anything and just just vote for us. It would mean the world. That The fact that we even got nominated, like, like Sean said in his tweet, it's one of those things where it's like we're happy to be nominated, but... But now that we're there, I'm like, okay, I'm not satisfied yet. I want to win. I want to win. I yep. want to win this thing. So help um, us out. I've always said for as long as we've been doing this for now, three and a half, over three and a half years... I think we podcast just as well as anybody out there, and it would be awesome to be recognized for that. So please go over there and vote for us in the Memphis Local Podcast Best of Show. Thank you. What What's the guy that does the movies? Who did best? What's his name? Uh, Christopher Gret. Christopher Guest. Yes. Yeah. 
So go over there and do that. So a lot of times we BS for a little bit, but I want to get right down to brass tacks. Is there anything you want to talk about before I get down to brass tacks? Uh, the first time I ever heard that phrase. I know what it was. Home Star Runner. Yes, sir. It was it was my weak attempt at a strong bit. <laughs> really? It wasn't. It was more a strong sad. Let's get down to brass tacks. Oh, wait, no. No, that's Homestar. Yeah, Strong Strong Man said, let's get down to brass tacks in the cave of wonders. And then Homestar was like, dot net. It's dot com. <laughs> I remember. Uh, that was the times. first time I ever heard brass tacks as well. I thought it was T-A-X. Brass. What does it even mean? I don't know what it means. You get down to brass. So you use brass tacks to pin stuff to the wall. Right. So maybe, so maybe if that's you're pinning you're like, stuff to yeah. the wall. It's like, this is you're important. getting stuff done. We're going to talk about Let's get down this. to brass tacks. But when I first heard it, I thought, like, there's a tax on brass. I never thought that. Well, that was what I thought. Because brass tacks didn't make, I mean, I guess it makes more it sense than brass tacks. Does it, though? It, it at least exists. There's no tax on brass. I mean, there is. I'm sure there is. Anyway. Sticky tack. Sticky tack when it when I Remember found sticky it, it T A C it's T A C. Sticky tack. When I saw that written the first I time, think I think I knew like, that, I but I forgot right. about that. I was like, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Um shout out to Sticky Tack. For real. Like that was when you were growing up, I, I don't know about you team young folks, but when you were our age growing up, sticky tack was one of the coolest things ever. Am I wrong? If you were our age growing up? In our generation, unless yeah. you want to be a millennial. I mean, we're both millennials. No, we're not. I don't. I don't like it, but I'm not Gen X or either. There, I, I saw actually. Shout out to Jesse Rocha. He's not watching, but from uh, I went to high school with him. He posted an article about how it's not millennials or Gen X. The people that are like in my age group, like 79 to 82, 83, 84, birthdays, maybe 84. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to squeeze this guy in, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like. It was a dumb name, but I was like, just thank you Ex-annuals for saying or something. No, but it, not even that. It's uh, a brand new thing that some sociolo- sociology professor at some university came up with. I think the main difference is I would say millennials probably grew up. Not grew up, but when they became sentient, more than sentient, like teens or even like preteens, they probably had cell phones and probably smartphones there's a picture of me and like social media and yeah. stuff we didn't have that until i mean facebook was basically coming ago. around when i was in college but it was nothing like it is today i had my i feel space. like the whole social media and just smartphones in general is like that's a new generation if you kind of grew up with that stuff yeah i yeah i had my picture in the uh watertown high school yearbook talking on Jess's air. Oh, I remember that flip phone. It wasn't even flip, the, like the bottom part flip, but it was just like this tiny, it was like, it was like a millimeter thick. You just, hello. And yeah. You it was pull basically the antenna just a up. speaker. Yeah. I mean a microphone. So it was a flip phone, I remember but it wasn't that a real flip phone. I wanted a V60 color so bad. I know I'm dating myself. So anyways, the podcast. So brass tacks, we're going to get down to brass tacks now. Um, I don't even know where to start with this, so I'm just going to start going. As you can tell by my shirt, if you're watching at youtube.com slash co-op, if not, you should be. Um, I love me some sacred symbols. I love me some Colin Moriarty. And a few weeks ago, it was announced that Colin and Chris Raygun were going, were, had been approved 
had been approved. I don't know why I said approved. Had been approved for a panel at PAX, which shocked me because Collins Colin, it's been two and a half, almost two and a half years since the joke. I still thought, <laughs> add a link to the description for the podcast boat is what my reminder just said. Not vote. Uh, Siri sucks. They had been approved for a panel where they were going to talk about PlayStation games at PAX. And I thought, first off, I was absolutely shocked because, like I just said, because Colin's Colin and he's kind of been blackballed by everybody because of the joke, because of the dad joke gone awry. And I was like, that's awesome. Also, Colin does not do conventions. Even when he was at Kind of Funny, even when he would go, he'd come back, go on the Game Over Greggy show and be like, I hated it. I just... He's, he's a recluse. He always has been. Even before the joke happened, he does not want to be out in public. He doesn't like people recognizing him, like if he's out to dinner with Aaron or Chris or whatever. He's, he just doesn't like celebrity, but what he does for a job makes him somewhat of a celebrity. Yeah. So when I saw that they actually got approved for a panel at PAX, I was like, that's awesome. Obviously, we're not going to Seattle, um, but I'm happy. And there was a huge response to it. Lots of people bought tickets. Everything was good. Then all of a sudden, I think it was last, it was Monday or Tuesday, I forget. But all of a sudden, he got a random email from PAX weeks after he had been approved. Mind you, he was not just approved. He was told in the email because he screenshotted it. I'm not going to remember to put it in here. He was told, hey, you've been approved for the PlayStation panel. It's great. Feel free to talk about it on your podcast, promote it, all that other stuff. After all this, then he's told, he just gets an email. Hey, we regret to inform you. Your panel's been canceled. No explanation. It's clear why it got canceled. Um, people like Dia Lucina, whoever the hell she is, um, and countless other people. The one thing I will say, the one person who was pretty quiet throughout this whole, whole thing, other than one retweet, which I'm shocked, was Mackie. I haven't even... I looked him up after all this broke just to see, and he yeah. didn't say a thing. He retweeted one it guy. It does seem, to his credit, he's kind of, unless I've just been missing it, it seems like he's moved on for the most part. It seems like Henry now stupid G or whatever. That guy, oh, God. He, he's an idiot. But I what makes, the only thing that I gleam from that, gleam, right? Not glean? Gleam. Hmm. I would have thought gleam, but I think now I don't gleam. know. The only thing I take from that is go. what it makes me think is that Bob Mackie finally got served and he has realized he needs to shut up. I have no, I'm, that's no insider info or anything. Colin I hasn't said anything. Nobody it. has said anything. I would like to believe, I would truly like to believe that he he's just, just moved on. Either way, he hasn't said anything except one retweet after Colin's panel got canceled. But yeah, his panel got canceled. Um... It was canceled without a reason, without any response. He's emailed them multiple times. People have made fun of him screenshotting his emails. I don't know why. I think he's trying to be open and honest with with his audience, but we'll get to you people here in a second. No reason. When they finally did email him back, it was just like, yeah, you know, we, you know, we're sorry that we had to cancel it, blah, blah, blah. There was no reason again. And he's like, well, okay. He did talk. He, he posted a Patreon only, but he made it public podcast just to talk about the whole thing. And he does have a lawyer friend who told, I can't even remember what the term was, but there is some legal recourse for him and his patrons is what it seems like. But the response to a man 
getting his panel canceled was unfortunately not surprising to me, but it still, frankly, is embarrassing to me. The fact that no matter what your thoughts are about Colin Moriarty, what, what's his name? Jarrett John over at uh, Irrational Passions, one of the guys over there, tweeted out, and it was one of the first tweets I saw that was actually a rational thought, was like, hey, I don't really like Colin, but what they did is BS. Essentially, I, I don't have the tweet here, so I'm not quoting him, so please don't say I'm quoting, I'm quoting him. But he's basically like, it's still BS for all his people. Like, do you know how many... He gets 50,000 downloads a week on Sacred Symbols, he and Chris Raygun. Minimum of hundreds of people were going to go fill his hall for this show. A lot of those people probably only went to just see him. Yeah, you got to figure a lot of the people that were going to go see Colin, probably, there's probably not a lot of overlap between the people who were going to go support Colin versus the rest of the... And I've found myself more and more on the outs with the gaming community, whatever you want to call it. But these are all people that bought passes two packs for Monday at $55 a pop. $55 is not a small amount of money. These It's not free to get into packs. You have to pay. Yeah. Not only that, if you don't live in Seattle, you know what else you got to do? You got to get airfare and a hotel. So hundreds of people spending hundreds of dollars and all of a sudden it's just, hey, sorry, we pulled your panel. No reason, no nothing. It just is what it is. The responses I've seen from people making fun of this, again, whether you like Colin or not, you're not looking at the big picture. People who like Colin and have been following him purely for his PlayStation thoughts for 10 plus years, we're finally going to get to go see him on his, actually, let me just tell you, the most successful PlayStation podcast there is out there. Podcast Beyond, I, most days, I, most weeks I skip it now, honestly. It's just not, I love, I like Dornbush. I love Altano. I love Scoville. They're not on there every week. Lucy O'Brien's really good too, but the show just isn't what I want as much. Um, It's clearly the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, period. Hundreds of people are now out hundreds of dollars and you're all making jokes about it. Like, John Bernardo, of course, our buddy, had a good take on it as well. He's like, hey, I just, he's like, I'm probably going to get flack for this. Again, I'm not quote tweeting him because I don't know the exact quotes, but he had a thread, four or five tweets. He has always been a fa- fan of Colin. He's kind of fallen off lately just because he's, he just did personal preference. He doesn't really listen to his podcast that much, but he said the same thing too. Like, this is still like BS. This is not, this isn't cool. Yeah. And the fact that some of y'all are up here like doing cartwheels because you're so happy because this panel got canceled, you need to check yourselves. Let me rewind about, what is it? About a month and a half now. After E3 2019, we'll get to E3 here in a minute too. It's been a bad week for uh, conventions. Greg Miller got banned from E3. When Greg Miller tweeted out his email a screenshot of his email, just like Colin did saying, Hey, it looks like you again, don't quote me here. I don't remember what the exact thing was, but it looks like you 
sold your badge or somebody tried to get in with your badge and it wasn't you. Therefore, you're banned from E3 going forward. Yeah. Greg Miller, like I wanted to tweet then. Sean told me to do it. I didn't do it. You have 1.3 million followers and you're still begging for attention on a simple clerical error that was clearly going to be reversed. And when Greg tweeted this out, thousands of retweets and likes and people adding the, the, the ESA and everything about this. Like I was sitting back watching it like, holy cow. In my mind, I was thinking back then, never knowing this was going to happen. Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. All these people yelling at the ESA, yelling at E3. You got to let Greg back in. It wasn't his past, blah, blah, blah. Greg goes on kind of funny games daily, and he's he's whining about it and all this stuff, playing it up. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I know it's going to be fixed. <laughs> but all you people that I saw dancing in the streets and doing cartwheels about Colin getting his panel pil- panel pulled. Sorry, I'm, this is, this is going to be a podcast. You're all best friends, right? Best friends. So many of you are hypocrites, period. This might not be our most popular podcast ever, and I don't really care. You're all hypocrites. You, you, you preach love and you know tolerance and all this other stuff when it comes to everybody. Best friend community, all this other stuff. We're just here to have fun and talk. By the way, I brought up Colin on Twitch a few months ago, and I got banned. Thanks. Kind of funny. Awesome. Um... These same best friends that were yelling at E3 and the ESA to reinstate Greg Miller over what, like I said, a simple clerical error that was clearly going to be reversed are out here dancing in the streets over Colin Moriarty's panel getting banned and hundreds of people, that's not hyperbole, hundreds of people now being out of luck because it's like, well, PAX isn't refunding their money. You already bought hotel, you already bought your pass, you already bought your flight, sorry. You're hypocrites, period. Jarrett John kind of reflected this. He didn't He didn't call anybody hypocrites because he's not going to, and that's not his place to do it, but it's my place. It's ridiculous. There's a mob mentality with Colin Moriarty that infuriates me to this day that it's people that just re- repeat this BS about him, that he's a bigot and he's this hateful... Some people say he's a Trump-loving Republican. I'm like, you, don't, you clearly don't listen. That's the thing. Let me just stop you there. Yes. Or not stop you, but chime in. I don't, I don't understand that, and I think that's what drives me nuts the most. Is you see somebody like, oh, haha, ha, Colin got his thing pulled, whatever, and then somebody responds, yeah, he's an idiot, and then they respond, yeah, I know, right, ha ha ha, and then oh, good, he deserved it, yeah, I know, right, ha ha, like back and forth, da da da, and then all of a sudden you have like ten people like. Could you just explain to me what your problem with Colin is? Like, what has he done? What has he said? Like, whatever. Radio silence every time. If you don't like Colin, fine. That's fine. I can understand it. There's no, you don't need to like everybody. I just don't get why people don't. I mean, there are reasons. I'm not saying he's perfect, but like, and I say this because like what you said about mob mentality I feel like a lot of people don't like him just because that's what you're supposed to do. And God forbid you don't like there are people. Do you follow um, Jeff Kanata? Yeah. His name is he's disagreed with Colin Colin on so many things. And he did. And then he he backed him up. This is right. He's like, by the way, I disagree with Colin on almost everything. However, 
this is a bunch of crap. And then all of his followers start saying, oh, that's a weird hill to You're die a on. Blah, 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 blah. Blah. And, it's like, and he's like, have you ever even talked to this man? Have you yeah. ever met him once? No, you haven't. By the way, nice you mentioned that. Because let me, let me call out uh, Harold Price on Twitter. I'm not going to say his Twitter handle. But I tweeted after it got... Uh, after Colin sent it out that it was canceled, I said, hey, Pax, you guys suck. Not shocked at all by this because, you know, but what an absolute joke. He responds, yeah, they never should have given a panel in the first place. So I said, oh, so you're one of those people that just goes along with the group think around Colin instead of knowing what you're talking about. Good to know. He responds to me, you support his bigotry. Good to know. So now not only is Colin a bigot with no proof at all, but now I am too. <laughs> you're going to get got, buddy. So I say, bah, ha, ha. Bah, ha, ha, ha. You're an idiot. I don't care. You mean the guy that left the Republican Party because of Trump, argued for transgender and minority rights, against police states and brutality, legalizing prostitution and weed, and on and on and on, right? Get your facts right. Like, and then I'm like, how? and this one guy, uh, Hephaestus451, who, sorry, dude, I didn't know I wasn't following you. I thought I was. Chimed in and was like, yeah, Harold, what do you got? And he's like, well, and I agree, and I agree, I'm trying to find the tweet he said. Basically, he said, oh, my problem with Colin is after the joke. He said, I don't have a problem with the joke. I had a problem with after the joke when Colin, Colin called everybody that didn't like the joke humorless sacks of poop. And I said, okay, I get that. And that was a that was something he shouldn't have done. He's also apologized for that in podcast podcast subsequent to that. He has not apologized for the joke. He will never apologize for the joke. But he apologized for the humorless sacks of poop. <laughs> Trying to keep it PG here. It's going to be tough on this one. And I said, okay, but you said he's a bigot. So respond to my tweet calling all that out. Like he's literally had videos on his own channel defending transgender rights and minority rights back when, when, um, Oh God, what was it called? Uh, uh, outside St. Louis, the shooting Michael Brown. What was the city? Ferguson. Ferguson. He went on a, a game over Greggy episode and was all against the police and everything and saying, we've got to stop doing this to minorities in America and all this other stuff. Regardless of what you think about what happened in Ferguson, different facts came out, whatever. Like, respond to that. Nothing. Dead silence because you really can't say anything. Like, the guy made a public post on Facebook of saying, I'm leaving the Republican Party. I don't like Trump. This is not the party that I signed up for. I'm done. But you people go out there and still say he likes Trump? You're, you're freaking stupid. And I it's don't like, even care. The thing is, it seems like if you believe... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And Colin believes one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. But you don't agree on that six. You focus on he's six. he's he's horrible and he just deserves to just be silenced and whatever. That's the stuff I don't get. Like Colin is not his beliefs are while they're definitely more conservative, he's not even like that conservative he's He's hardly conservative conservative. yes he's he's, fiscally conservative socially liberal and if you think anything else you're a friggin idiot and you've done no research and you just go along with groupthink and i don't care who that offends i will say shout out to you're not watching this obviously brian altano and ryan matthews 
because they both – Ryan McCaffrey, sorry, I said Ryan Matthews. He's a running back or used to be. <laughs> Brian Altano, because somebody was like, Colin, they didn't even – you didn't even get invited on to Beyond 600, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I've been scrubbed, whatever. Altano said first, hey, I said on this episode, my favorite memory from IGN is going to Toronto for IGN Beyond with you and Greg. And then somebody was like, yeah, but you didn't report on this. Altano said back, for the record, and you, this is an actual quote, for the record, I think it's bleeping horse poop that PAX offered you a panel and rescinded that offer. That's the key point here. That's the key point. Uh, that's me editorializing. Wildly unprofessional of them. If they didn't want you to be there, they should not have. They should have never asked you to be there in the first place. That said, this is not our kind of thing we'd cover on our show. Cool. I don't think they should have covered it on Beyond either. It's not like... It's one of those things where I know Colin was having people from Forbes and the Hollywood Reporter and stuff reach out to him. That's more their kind of thing. This isn't like an IGN kind of thing to cover. Right. You know? So I was fine with that. Ryan McCaffrey chimes in that and not offering his fans refunds is just a classic, completely unnecessary move on PAX's part. They canceled his panel. They should make it right for his fans. It would be a rounding error off of their bottom line. Thank you the two of you and, and how much hate have they probably got i didn't even go into the comments because it would just make me mad but like brian and colin have kind of been at odds especially like when i was up in chicago they were going back and forth i can't remember what it was about but they were hot at each other i don't remember if it was over games journalism or something but they don't see eye to eye on a lot of issues but they're still friends at the end of the day and yeah. even they can say and mccaffrey doesn't chime in on anything he likes colin he always has but the fact that they at least stuck their necks out there, even if it's just to respond to him and not just do a tweet so everybody can see it. It's still got hundreds of likes and everything. Stick their necks out there and say, no, this is BS. Because like I said, that's the key point. It's the fact if they would have just said, hey, no, we're all booked or make up a reason, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, Colin, you can't have a panel. Fine. Nobody would have batted an eye. It would have just been, well, that's, that's the game's media. It is what it is. But the fact that they told this man that he could have a panel, told him to promote it, to all his fans and followers and everything, and then pulled it a week and a half or whatever it is before. Well, no, what time is it? I think it's like a month. But still, they can't get their money back, so it doesn't matter when they when they when they pulled it. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying this was a plan from the beginning, but it's almost as if, and I know Colin compared to all of Pax, it's a drop in the bucket, whatever. But like Pax is basically saying, yeah, we'll give you a panel. Go ahead and uh, advertise for us so for free, would you? Yep. And then, oh, by the way, sorry, you're not. Yeah. Oh, you all your fans bought tickets and stuff now. Tough. Great. Uh, we're not giving you the panel after all. But thanks for all that free or refunds like, to any of them. Ugh. And that's when he's not trying to get his panel back. All he's been doing, and he's refunding like twenty five or something people that are Patreon backers that signed up. He's going to refund them out of his own pocket. Like he wasn't making a dime on this. Period. He wanted to go. The fans wanted to see him again. It's been years since they've actually seen him in public. They wanted to see him. They thought they were going to see him. They bought tickets. Now they can't. If you're laughing about that and making jokes, you're a friggin' hypocrite. Period. I don't care. Well, but I don't even think they're necessarily hypocrites. It's it's par for the course. It's it's like you were saying earlier, like all the the best friends preaching love and acceptance and blah 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 if you follow and that's true what we yes, want exactly it's or if you love greg miller or whatever and yeah. you, i don't even i don't even i'm not going to call it any names because i don't care but you know who you are and i hope you feel bad about it it's absolutely ridiculous yeah um it's just non-stop bullying he had people that i reported this guy and lots of people reported this guy he blocked everybody on twitter it was like hey if you see colin warrior colin dump, Moriarty, a, milkshake on dump a milkshake on him and then do it again ha 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 Okay, well, that's threats. You're a jackass, 
And you're probably some like all about love and tolerance and all this other stuff, except somebody doesn't agree with you and then throw milkshakes on them. Go kiss my ass. Seriously. No. Whoever you are, Dr. Time or something was his name. He's probably blocked every. <laughs> that, that was his name. He's probably blocked everybody on Twitter at this point. Like, you're a jackass. Like, to say that about a guy, because you don't, I, I just, it's the culture that we're in. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me, but like, if anybody would have said that about a kind of funny best friend, like, oh, you don't like Greg Miller, go pour a milkshake on him. Can you imagine the friggin' witch hunts for this guy that would have happened? Because they would have happened. Some people that are watching this right now, you would have called for this guy's friggin' head. And that's BS. It goes both ways. It's a freaking PlayStation podcast. Like, you people are acting like he's Ben Shapiro or, uh, what's his name, Milo, however you say his name, Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever whatever his name is. Like, you're acting like he's something that he's not, and it is freaking infuriating. And I'm not just going to sit here and be quiet about it. I'm not. I don't care. (sighs) By the way, I did finally sign up to be a patron. All this stuff, I was like, you know what I should have done a long time ago? I've had some uncertainty with my job here lately, so I didn't want to do, even if it's just five bucks a month, I didn't want to have any just income going to places that didn't need to go. Then after all this, I said, the hell with it. I'm finally signing up for Patreon with Colin, and I'm damn proud of it. I signed up for one Patreon, and it's Colin's, and I'm damn damn proud of that. His Patreon went up by a couple hundred that day. Good. Period. Good for him. <sighs> Anything else you want to add, Sean? Uh, not really add so much, but just reiterate. Um, I'm not really shocked that he doesn't have a panel. And I wish I could say I'm shocked that they took it away after giving it to him. I but it's like, am. I'm not really, I mean, I I'm am, surprised. but I'm not. I should say I'm surprised. Yeah. But to me, what's almost wor- not, I guess it's not worse, but it's just speaks volumes to everything really the fact that they just won't man up and say this is why everybody knows why yeah but the fact that they won't just come out and say they won't even lie about it they're just like oh uh, let's just Just say there was a scheduling conflict and there's no other halls just make something up but after this like after excuse me after this amount of time obviously that would be bs but it would still be at least Something. Right. Say something. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And the one thing I do say that's ridiculous is people have like, I saw like on the kind of funny Reddit and other places that are like, Greg Miller got Colin banned from PAX. No. Stop. Stop. Like, regardless of all the stuff I said about Greg with the E3 stuff, he's not... He's not that type of person. No. He's not vindictive. In the past, he was. Like he said in the past, like he used to, when people would like be mean to him, he'd be like, quote, tweet, okay, go tell this guy what's up because he's got million. He's got a million followers. Go yeah. bully this guy. He's not like that anymore. He would never, they parted ways. He doesn't have any bad blood. It's just, it's over. He's made it clear that it's over and he wants to move on. You really think he would run the risk yeah, that's stupid. of saying, don't let Colin have a panel? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. If you think that's true, you need your head checked. Come on. I'm the <laughs> I love conspiracy theories. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't feed into that crap. If you see it online, just tell people to shut up and move on. Move on. One other thing I I, I just want to say one other thing. I just thought of it. 
I'm not against tolerance and friendliness and, and like respecting your neighbor and all that other stuff. I am all for that. I'm just all for it. Period. Like we are in such a crappy situation right now in the U S for so many reasons. There are so many things dividing us apart. Why would you let video games do that? We all love video games. We love PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC nerds. I'm just kidding. You know what I mean? Everything like mobile games. I'm, I'm freaking hooked on Dr. Mario world for crying out loud. Like, (laughs) but it goes both ways. Now, if somebody's a complete a hole, and if Colin, like, I would not be a Patreon, right? I wouldn't be a patron right now. If Colin was a bigot, or if I ever even thought that that was a possibility, I wouldn't be listening to Sacred Simples. I wouldn't be supporting him and all this. But I have literally years of evidence of listening to this guy on video game related and non video game related podcast interviews and everything else where he has made it very clear he is the farthest thing from a bigot. So if you're saying that, you just sound dumb and uneducated, period. Be better. But don't just be better to the people that you agree with. If somebody's spitting racist, you know, bigot, bigot, what's the word? Bigotism. Whatever. Well, racist and biggest. (laughs) I don't even know. Bigly. (laughs) I don't even know what it would be, but that don't be nice to them. That's fine. But like, if you just don't agree with somebody's politics, just be better. God, there's enough going on in real life that we should be able to escape into the world of video games and not have to deal with BS like this. Be better. That's all I got. Hopefully you respect my opinion and you don't unsubscribe. If you do, it's fine. Harold stop you. Harold unfollowed me. I didn't really care. I forgot he was following me. Who's Harold? The guy that was like, no, oh, so you support his bigotry? Uh-huh. What, how did you get that? <laughs> Just people like that, whatever. Uh, a couple other things before we get into what we've been playing. Uh, this was weird. Ninja left Twitch. He His first broadcast on Mixer, I would love to know, and maybe it's coming out. It's come out already, and I didn't see it. Now, now that I'm done with my rant, I can crack this open. Um more it was of course his first stream on mixer is going to be huge but like he did i don't even know over 300,000 concurrent viewers or something like that all these over 100,000 subs i might be way off with these numbers but he's doing ridiculous business there i would love to know how much money he's getting paid by mixer to go over there um I feel like this is a big deal, but at the same point, I almost feel like people are making I don't think too big a deal out of it. I think Twitch is so ingrained. Twitch isn't going anywhere. There was well, I saw some articles and stuff, people being like, well, that's the end of Twitch. Are you, it's Twitch. Uh, are you kidding like, me? So uh, I'm being very hyperbolic here, but it would be like if Kind of Funny came out and said, we're not going to be on YouTube anymore. We're strictly on uh, Vimeo. Vimeo. Oh my God, what is going to happen to YouTube? Like, shut up. Ninja's huge. He's probably the biggest guy on Twitch. He is, yeah. If, okay, forget kind of funny. If PewDiePie left YouTube, I think YouTube's still going to be okay. Yeah, like, I don't even know how to go to Vimeo. I don't know how to look. I don't know. I've... I only use Vimeo when like there's a, a link on Facebook and I click and play the video. Like I don't know the that only I've time ever gone I to go, Vimeo.com. The only time I go to Vimeo, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not even sure And I've never Vimeo. been to Mixer. 
The only thing I think I watch on Vimeo, and it may not, maybe it's not even Vimeo now. I'm not, I, I feel like I'm confusing myself. Uh, Botchamania. Because when it's on YouTube, it's in like picture in picture, so they don't like remove it and whatever. They're like, if you want to see the just full uh, screen actual video, okay. go to because the copyrights Vimeo. Or, it may not even be Vimeo now that I think about it. And like that's the only Daily time Motion, I maybe. It's not Daily Motion because they it's don't one of copyright those, strike it. Yeah, it may be Vimeo, but that's the only time I go to a YouTube like site that's not YouTube. Like Twitch will be fine. Everybody just relax. My question is, are you going to move over to Mixer? This Ooh, fly that would be around. big news. This fly buzzing around is pissing me off. I know. Off. Just we haven't had a fly here in forever. Um, yeah, if we leave Twitch for Mixer, the headlines, <laughs> boy. Uh, one other thing I noticed this week before we get into what we've been playing in the news of the week, just a little anecdote here. IGN ran a poll asking their readers, watchers, whatever, if they were interested in buying a Switch Lite or not. And I'm shocked at this number 91 percent said they're not interested that doesn't shock me what's the price difference 100 bucks kill it in a fire kill it i don't care if you have the I mic who, kill it kill where it. is it it's on your mic right there oh i can't kill a fly there's too fast well you don't gotta grab it you gotta hit it i need a fly spotter um who's gonna say after what two two and a half years I have lived this long without a Switch. But now that it's $100 less, I'll bite. But I can't play it on my TV. Yeah. Anybody that's got a Switch, there's literally no re- zero reason to buy this. Yeah. It's not like when the PS4 Pro came out and people might upgrade. This, this is, is a downgrade. downgrade right. Why would anybody... The only people that might... that This tells me no more than 9% of the pollsters... Have a switch. Have a or don't have a switch. Whatever, I I'm, whatever I'm trying to right. say. <laughs> like, duh. Who else would be interested in this? And a lot of people have a switch. Yeah. It's been selling like gangbusters. Whatever that means. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, who's buying this thing? The only way I can see buying it is like, and not that you would do this, but if you or somebody in your position already have one and bought one for the kids or yeah, something like I want the kids those are the only people alone. that currently yeah. own a switch that would want another one i don't know, I don't know. to me it's it's a very it's odd. weird like I, it's not a bad business choice because i get it everybody yes. does, there's the ps slim everybody does this but why why would they would people expect a majority of the people to be like excited about this i'm not surprised that it's that the winner is not interested. I just thought it would have been more like 60, 40 or something like, I mean, 91 is pretty high. I would have thought it's maybe like 80, 20, yeah. but it's, yeah, I, I will say the switch lights going to sell period. Yeah. Like I've seen so many people that are like, I want my switch to be my switch. I pre-ordered one for my kids. Completely get it. Yeah. When, when Pokemon comes out in November, that special edition is going to sell like crazy. Like, People want to play Pokemon on the go. Everybody's been asking when we're going to get a console Pokemon, blah, 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 blah. Pokemon is made to be played handheld on the go. Yeah. And I think that special edition, as well as people that don't want the special edition, they just want the light ahead of time and they're going to get Pokemon. It's it's going to sell that system like crazy. So I think the number, I think the percentage is way higher than I would have thought. But the fact that more people... 
are not interested than are doesn't really surprise me again. But I'm the weird guy that just plays my Switch unless I'm making Mario Maker levels. I play it on the TV all the time. Now, I'm guessing, I don't know exactly how this was worded, but I read it as 9%, unless there was a third option, but 9% of people are likely to buy one is what that tells me. Now, if it just if it was a poll of is this a do you like that they're doing this? Is this a good idea? It would be a lot higher. I mean, this the 91% would be a lot lower. Yes. Like you can I think it's a good idea. I get why they're doing it. Literally, I mean, PlayStation has done this with pretty much every Nintendo has done it with every handheld system they've ever had. Right. And they go both ways. Like Nintendo the 3DS they'll release a 2DS, but then they'll turn around and release a 3DS XL, like a bigger and better one that people who already have one may upgrade to. But when you release a downgraded one, of course people that already have one aren't going to want a second one. Right. So I, I can't, f- I can't find the original poll. They, they talked about it on game scoop on Friday and it's just one of those things that it just caught my ear and I was like, that's weird. Yeah. It just seems high, but back to it, Sean, what have you been playing this week? Um, before we get into video games, yes. uh, I do want to say... Oh, yes. I Two things, I assume. Three and... What's three? Stranger Things. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I won't get into it too much, but I finished Stranger Things 3. Um, I loved it. As the season was going on, I'm thinking I may like this better than the first season and it's it was a lot of it's going to depend on how the rest of the season goes how it ends and i think they nailed it um i think it's my favorite season yet a little bit better than one and way better than two um i quit too i watched two or three episodes and was like i'm just not getting into this and it's yeah it's fine it's whatever three was really really good um that part the musical number, as it were. Don't in, hit the comments. Yeah, don't. He hasn't seen it yet. In the season that I had heard about and just was like waiting and waiting for it to happen because I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Totally delivered. Last episode. Did you burp? I did. That's smells pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, last episode. It's just, it's just awesome. Um, but I don't think you answered me the other day. Is it better than I found the chocolate pudding? It's, I mean, it's completely different. It's I'm sure. completely different. And it's just, that just made me crack up. It made me so happy. I this it, is yeah. like, just, this will make you very happy. Also. Okay. Um, I'm sure a lot of people that are probably watching the show, it probably, unfortunately just, um, they probably know what it is, but it probably didn't uh, mean as so much it's a to them. Old thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't comment. Yeah. Below. Don't don't spoil. Um. I mean, I knew what it was. I knew exactly what it was. I didn't know who. I didn't know why. Whatever. But I knew what was going to happen, and that's yeah. why I couldn't wait for it. And it was awesome. Second, uh, I saw Lion King today. Finally, the real life <laughs> version one. I loved it. So the critics are stupid. Critics like they are, are with a lot like, of movies. It's, oh, did it have the did did it have the Nolan? Oh no, that's Hobbs and Shaw, not Lion King. Never mind. I don't think 
I like it better than the original, but I wasn't expecting to. And there's pretty much no way they could have made this movie and have it surpass. It's like Jurassic World could not be better than Jurassic Park as much as I love Jurassic World. It's just, it, it was never going to be that way. But I definitely felt more, even though I know it's not real life, lines don't talk, whatever. It obviously it felt more real. I teared up. I never like full on just <laughs> like oh I will I, I kept I it under control. I never full on like weeped once. I was proud of myself, but I teared up no fewer than five times. Beginning stampede, the end. Yep, boom, boom, boom. Those were the three I knew going yeah. in, and I'm like, it's gonna hit me more the end part after Scar. Yeah, when, when he the, takes when the, the throne. Dun, dun, in the rain and everything. And he's like slowly walking up. Did they the do thing. that pretty much shot for shot? The whole movie's pretty much shot for oh, shot. It's awesome. I can't wait. Um don't spoil the movie for me. Yeah, so those three I knew I would get teared up at. Uh I teared up a little bit at Just Can't Wait to Be King. Just because it's just so oh, it's just so it's good. Awesome. And then again and so foreboding. Uh, yeah. And then again that was the other one. The fifth was um can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. And then there was some random one, and I think it was... Is it the song they put in the Lion King one and a half? No, that was the morning report. You can't tear oh. up with the morning report. I don't even remember that song. Well, because it was only in the special edition DVD release. Okay, I don't they think called that it was Lion King this. one and a half. Okay. I, don't, I didn't think it was. Um, there was a part... I'm trying to... It's I want to say City. maybe it was... Um, oh... It's basically right after Can You Feel the Love Tonight when Simba runs into Rafiki and Rafiki shows him the water and then Oh god. And then he looks up and you know, like that whole part. I was like, oh, Remember who you god. are? Yes. Oh my god. Um But it was awesome. It's it's exactly what I wanted it to be. No part of me was ever like, This is corny this looks weird having good real that life animals like singing and when they're talking you really don't it's just like okay whatever there are some parts when they're singing that like i could see how some people might be like this is weird it didn't bother me at all i loved it uh, it was as good if not better than i would have hoped it would be but i had pretty high hopes so it would have been tough to exceed them and it was but i mean it was Everything I wanted it to be. I loved it. He flew away. Okay. Um, the casting is perfect. Yeah. Uh, some of it took a little getting used to. Like, young Simba, young Nala are perfect. Um, Who is young Simba? Nobody. Well, I don't know about nobody, but I, I looked him up. It was nobody that But I Donald had. Glover is old Simba. He's right? older Simba. Okay. Beyonce is Beyonce's old, old Nala. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen is perfect. Is Pumbaa or Timon? As Pumbaa. Timon is Billy Eichner, which is one of those names oh, yeah, that like, we I know this. the name, but I don't know who yeah. he is. Um, but they were both good. They were, di- Seth Rogen's Pumbaa is basically whoever's Pumbaa. I don't know. I don't even know who was Pumbaa in the first one. I don't think it was a big name. But he is basically the same. Um, the Billy Eichner's take was a little bit different on Timon. Just because, I mean, Nathan Lane was so, like, perfect, just over the top. I mean, yeah, perfect, but just, like, very Nathan Lane. And this was a little bit more subdued. But, I mean, they were perfect. Everybody was perfect. Um, 
I thought Donald Glover was the perfect choice for Simba, but when I first heard him talking, it didn't really register. I'm like, gosh, I miss Matthew Broderick. Like, yeah, that's what I think of when I picture old Simba. But then by the end of the movie, I'm like, no, Donald Glover. This this is who it had to be. Like, this is perfect. Ernie Sabella was Pumbaa. Okay, I don't know who that is. You will when you see his picture. That guy. Where do I know him from? Lots of things from like the early 90s. Was he in? No, that's not him. Fat white guy. I mean, um, gosh, what else? I don't know. It, it was awesome. Like, if you do end up seeing it, like, you need to take the big boys and then go again. Like, yeah, you will be totally fine seeing it twice. Yeah. Unless you just don't want to put yourself through that. I again. think what we're going to do. Well, yeah. Well, that's I can barely watch the cartoon. Um, I think we're going to go once things calm down with the school, like school starts now in a week and a day, hopefully next weekend. Let me know when you go. Or Cause I would even week consider going again. I'll, I'll probably take the big kids and Jess will take Casey is what I assume will happen. Yeah. So. I would consider going again. So yeah. let me know when you, it go. already made a billion like in a week and a half. Like, That's the, I think they said fifth yeah. movie this year that Disney Disney's has had over a billion. Hey Disney, will you please just buy DC for crying out loud? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyway, uh, what we're playing. So I've been playing Mario Maker. Um, I did a couple new levels, both very short. Um, I still have not done the one I told you about last week, the Hero of Time, because that's going to be a little more complicated. I had a second idea for one, and I did it, and it. I think it's okay. It's easy. It's short. Wait, you made it? Or? I did not. Oh, okay. this other one I did. I have not done Hero of Time yet. Okay. I came up with another idea that I made and it's uploaded okay. and it's fun. And then I immediately yeah, started sure. making another one, which is cool. You'll see. Um, also very short. Um, but that's about it for Mario. Um, I did fire up finally the messenger. You finally got to play. I, I, Again, I had to unsubscribe on Twitch and resubscribe. That's how it... Oh, do you want notifications? Yes, thank you. Oh, really? So that's why I popped up in our email. Kevin White is subscribed. So... Um, Did you have to beat it again? I had to, to beat it, to it again. So I don't know if maybe once I beat it, I didn't save it. Because I know I'd beaten that game before. Yeah, but it auto-saves everything. Yeah. That's what's so weird. I have no idea. So that was kind of uh, just being thrown right to the wolves like yeah. i'm like i need to relearn how to play this game and i need to do it against the, the final, final boss, boss. Yeah. like it took me what was the final boss the green was he green was it the it's like a green guy and remember he does um he shoots the thing at you which after like five or six times dying i finally realized you could zelda hit it back at him and you volley it until it finally hits him and you can get some shots in okay and then he does the thing where there's like the electricity but it's only in like 16-bit world and not in 8-bit world. Like and there's jump like the over grid the thing, the, going the back and things. forth. And, yeah. um, and then there's the giant mask that shows up with like the beams that go around. Yes. And you got to like... Okay. Uh, but I eventually, I finally beat him. I started playing it. Um, the surfing part was awesome. Did you feel like you were playing Turtles 3? That's exactly yes. yeah, what it looked like. Um, I got past that part, the squid thing, whatever. It took me four or five tries to beat him. I think I beat it on the second, maybe third one. Because I didn't know if I wasn't rushing him, I didn't know that I was actually hitting him. 
When right. you, like you reflect him and then he like gets dazed and he comes towards you and then you do the rush to yeah. hit him. You just got to do that like three times. I didn't know if anything else was actually hitting him. But then right. like you, you get the pattern of the rocks that you got to jump over and yeah, yeah. jump, 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 or jump to this plane, to this plane, to this plane, to that plane. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I see what you mean about it just being a lot more difficult. Yeah. I've died like several times. I don't really remember that flies right at Mario's hat. I don't really remember dying much when I played this game originally, but the DLC just kicked my butt. Uh, that probably... I got it. You got him. Wow. That freaking hurt. I bet. That really... Mario just... <laughs> bing into my finger. Sorry for your ears if that was loud on audio. Um, Freak. But yeah, it was fun. Um, the big thing, I just today finally got back into... Kingdom Hearts, please God, so I can play three. No. Damn it. Um, I'm going to play it. I don't even care. I'm not waiting for you anymore. Bloodstained. I am just... There's a patch coming up, but they haven't said what DLC is going to release with it. 1.04 is coming. They haven't said if it's Zangetsu or if it's like play against Iga or whatever these modes, but something is coming. I'm working my way towards the platinum. I've come so far now that I'm going to get it. Good. I have the worst part of it left. 500 gold. Oh, I got that. That was easy. There's an order you do things. So, okay. um, you need to. I'm so proud right there's now. some enemies you kill. I don't even. It's been so long since I did it. But you need to get a enhance. What's it called? Enhance shard. Shard like the yellow ones, like enhanced luck and enhanced. Yeah, I never got enhanced, enhanced gold or whatever. There's yeah. an enhanced gold. I think you have to craft it because you have to get enhanced. I don't think luck. I ever even saw that option to craft a shard though. No, you can't. It's all the way to the right when you talk to. Johannes or maybe or I just didn't have the I didn't have the means, so nothing ever popped up. So once you get that, you start getting <clears throat> more gold. Um, once you get all of the shards, which takes a while, every shard in the game, yeah. you get I think it's Jeebles glasses. Okay, and what that does is basically gives you unlimited um, magic m- mana, whatever you want to call it, yeah. magic whatever. And once you've got both of those things, once you've got unlimited magic and you've got Jeebles glasses, you can do it anywhere. But I looked up online. There's this one part in the underground tunnels or whatever where you just... It, have you beaten the ninja in the race? No. I never went back. You get this like super like dash thing. That makes him easy to beat? No, or, you get that for beating him. Oh, okay. Um, but when you... I don't know if you need to even wear it. But if you wear your spiked breastplate yep. or whatever it's called, yeah, I can't remember if that's even necessary, honestly, when you dash. But you wear that, and you dash, and you wear the glasses, and you have your enhanced gold or whatever, increased gold. And there's this section where you just basically run back and forth between these two screens, and you keep hitting because you're wearing the armor, I think, or maybe just because you're dashing. You hit the candles, and you get gold. And because your magic never depletes, mm-hmm. you don't get magic trying to f- constantly oh, okay. refill. So it's always just gold. And it's just... And you get like 500, 500, 1,000, okay. 2,000, so 500, 1,000, 1,000, 500, 500. And you're done. Five minutes. And oh, I got okay. to like 500,000. Wow. Okay. The tricky part oh, now... You're going to make me platinum this. <laughs> I did all of the quests. I killed all the enemies. Yep. I got all the shards. Now I'm trying to do all the items. And the worst part is all of the... You have to do every single Underwater. meal. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. And some of them... You got to keep I going fi- back to the guy you, with the corn stalks? So you wait... No, don't even mess okay. with him. Um, 
wait to do that until you've gotten your 500,000 because you're going to spend a lot of gold. And what I found the best way to do it is some stuff you need to buy, the ingredients. But if you buy a lot of the Alcahest stuff, yeah. that's what lets you dismantle Breakdown stuff. stuff yeah. So there might be like four recipes. Like there's one that's like chicken curry, pork curry, beef curry, and noodle curry or something. You get all your ingredients for like beef curry and you make it. Uh, now that you've made it, you got credit for it. Now you dismantle can dismantle it. it. Oh, okay. And hopefully you've got you go some to- beef too. So now you already have all the ingredients. So now you use your beef instead of your chicken. You can make that. Dismantle that. Now you can make the pork one. So it's a lot of that. It takes okay. a while. But that's pretty much all I have to do. I still haven't done the one where you eat 20 different recipes, but that's especially after I'm done with all this, I'll have plenty to eat. So I have get all the items, eat 20 recipes, which will be easy. And then I need to do a new game plus so I can get the one that I missed. The, fight the, the G-Bowl. easy trophy. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be the last one I get because I need to start a new game for it. But I'm going to get it. I'm over 24 hours now. I think I'm at like 25 hours. So I think I stopped at 16 or 7. I beat it around 15 or 16. And then I went yeah. back. I think I'm at like 90. I'm only at like 97% of the map. Really? But I but I, I stopped and this I just game, got hooked on Mario Maker. It's so much fun. It's I was worried that it would be tough for me to get back into it, but it's so much fun. It's it's so different from Mario Maker and it's so different from Resident Evil Two. <laughs> but like So like where do you rank it? Uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna rank them, but it's so much fun. I I I still don't know that I can put it above Symphony. But it's not that far behind. Yeah, I love this game. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, I haven't really played Mario Maker because it's been sitting out here in the studio. Uh, the only thing I did was I played when Sean. I was actually playing the Messenger, and I got to. Have you got to the second boss fight yet? I don't think I've gotten to unless you count the squid. I haven't gotten to the first boss fight. Well, that's that's the first. I count okay. that as the first. Okay. So the, then no, the next I one is the, the second. second. I finally beat him after dying fifteen times. And when I finally got him, it was just like, thank God. I, I think this has made me realize that I we, we kind of talked about this offline the other day. I don't think I really like DLCs. Also, it looks like Snake yeah. is coming to Tekken 7. So now I need to buy Tekken 7. Um, A lot of CQC. Yeah. <laughs> like... I can't remember the last DLC that I bought, downloaded for free, like Messenger, whatever, that I actually played through to completion. I don't know what it is in my brain, but it's like I don't think I like DLCs. Like I was so hyped for the Frozen Wilds with Horizon Zero Dawn. That game, 2017, it was 1-1A between Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. I never beat it. I never even attempted the Master Trials or whatever it's called in Breath of the Wild, and I didn't beat the DLC story mode thing that came out in December or whatever it was that year. I beat the second boss in Messenger. It keeps getting... It's a lot of platforming stuff after that, a lot of time travel stuff to solve like puzzles and stuff. It's like I was one of those people that when GTA 5, it was announced that that wasn't getting single-player DLC, I was pissed. But obviously, they're putting all their money into online like they should. I get that. But now I'm like, I don't know that I really... I don't know that I really like DLCs. Like, 
I don't know of a DLC that has. And oh, I know I wouldn't expect it to. I think this is asking too much, but I've never seen a DLC that has like improved upon a game. Yeah. The fur, not the only. So, Spider Man. I didn't even download it. I beat that whole like I hundred percented it. If there was a second platinum you could get for the DLC, I would have gotten it. Um, I was like you. I was so hyped for the Breath of the Wild stuff. Mm -hmm. I beat the first one. I just cannot beat the Master Sword Challenge thing. Um. I beat like the first part, but I can't even get past the second part. And then there's a third part beyond that. Um, the other one that jumps out at me, first one sucked. Second one was awesome. Uh, Specter of Torment. Oh, okay. Plague of Shadows sucked. Specter yeah. of Torment. I beat that. I beat that. It was so much fun. Yep. Um, I never got Frozen Wilds. Uh, I, I, nothing else jumps out at me, honestly. Wait, nope. There's no snake in Tekken 7. So I will not be buying it. Continue. Oh. <laughs> there was something leaked, and then Wario said, no, it's not real. So. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some. The the last... I forgot about Spectre of Torment. Good call there. So Spectre of Torment, the only other one I can think of that I actually beat... Like, Arkham when Arkham Knight came out... I was very disappointed. Sorry, James Solar. Uh, but I downloaded the... God, what was it called? The the Batgirl DLC. That was fun. And the Red Hood. I don't know if you played as the Arkham Knight. I don't remember what it was. But there was a Red Hood something DLC where you had guns. And I played through that and I liked it. They were both really short. But like the, the the last big expansive DLC, I guess it was Spectre of Torment. The only other one I can think of that I enjoyed was The Last of Us Left Behind. Ah, uh, yeah, that was Ellie. good. And like, even that was it was fun, but it was a vast. It wasn't the Last from, of Us. Yeah. yeah, it was more just I want to see how this story ends. Right. Whereas the Messenger, it's like I'm. He- I love the Messenger. And maybe it's just that boss that was just kicking my butt, but it just has not clicked for me. I don't I, I don't know that I'm gonna see it all the way through. I should. I'm like I'm not done with it by any means, but it's not it's not hooking me like the game originally did. Right. But I think I just need to give it more time and really get back into like there are parts that should be easy where I just need to get from here to here and there's three lamps or whatever that you just have to you can do your little spin thing, like bounce on yep. and bounce, bounce, and get over here. And I just keep messing that up somehow. I'm like, I it, it's just mes- out it's of practice. Memory, yeah. But so I'll I, go back I, to it. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't like DLCs for the most part. Because yeah. it's like if the games are that good. Like I said, I loved Spider-Man. I absolutely loved it. I didn't even download the DLC for that. Really? Didn't even try it. Like That's the one DLC I can think of that was like... I, I mean, it was my game of the year last year. Yeah. I'm like, I love this game. I beat it. I'm already ready to play through it again, and I did. And then there's DLC. I'm like, well, I want to play that too. Like, yeah. It was like, feed me more. Like, I'm in. Just whatever you've got, <laughs> I will keep playing. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, I loved it. But then when I heard about the DLC, I'm like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't need it. It's really difficult. Now, it's what I can't beautiful. wait for, and there's literally almost no way they can screw it up, Cuphead. Oh Even though God. it's not till like next year, <laughs> it will delay to twenty. <laughs> it's basically Cuphead two at that yeah. point, but I'm looking forward to that one. So yeah, I haven't played much. I mean, and Doctor Mario World. Sean's almost beaten it. He's at level one ninety nine. I'm at one fifty. What do we say? One fifty nine. I think one fifty. I think you just beat one fifty eight. It's again. It's my favorite mobile game ever. I'm pretty confident that I can say that at this point. Um, I love it. I love everything about it, and I hope they put in more worlds rather quickly. Because um, if I get to 200 and I beat it, like you're, I think in the next couple of days you'll figure that out. Like 199 sounds. I'll I'll get lucky horrible. enough. Yeah, then I'll get past it. But but yeah, that's I haven't been playing much. I've been playing the putting Ikea together game is what I've been playing. Sean, about an hour in, you want to get the news of the week? It's about that time. So, like I said at the jump, if you're still listening, uh, it was a bad week for video game conventions because of PAX doing all their PAX stuff. And now E3, the granddaddy of them all, as Jim Ross would say, also as Angry Joe would say, you done effed up. E3 somehow leaked the personal details of over 2,000 attendees. This comes from VentureBeat. If you attended the E3 show this year with a media badge, it's possible that some of your sensitive data is now public. Each year, the Entertainment Software Association, or the ESA, hands out hundreds of press badges to certain members of the press. To get one of these badges, I have given, not me, but this guy, I have given the organization my name, phone number, home address, and more each year for the last half decade. That info goes into a spreadsheet that the ESA hands out to its member companies. That makes it easier for those companies to invite press to E3 events and meetings. Up until yesterday, this was, uh, we're recording this Sunday night. I think this all broke yesterday. So up until Friday, that list was accessible to anyone who clicked on a button on the ESA website. As first spotted by YouTube creator Sophia Narwitz. Since then, the ESA has removed the spreadsheet from its site. But it did not do that before other people were able to download it. At this point, it's impossible to tell who has the list. This failure to adequately secure sensitive data doesn't just expose games journalists. I've confirmed with someone who has access to the list with the ESA's permission that it contains info for YouTube creators, Wall Street financial analysts at firms like Wedbush and Goldman Sachs and Tencent employees. This puts the ESA in a tough spot. I reached out to the organization and it provided the following statement from a spokesperson. Quote, ESA was made aware of a website vulnerability that led to the contact list of registered journalists attending E3 being made public. Once notified, we immediately took steps to protect that data and shut down the site, which is no longer available. We regret this occurrence and have put measures in place to ensure it will not occur again. Helper face. While this breach could expose people to certain threats, it could also hurt the ESA's bottom line. Companies pay the organization a lot of money to show up to E3. And part of the reason, you can't start a sentence with and. And part of the reason the trade show is worth that price is because the group has a spreadsheet with a con- 
there's another fly with the contact info for popular YouTubers and influ- influential media personalities. If people are more hesitant to share that data at E3 2020, suddenly the show is potentially less valuable to attending developers and companies. The ESA website was also like was likely also accessible from Europe and it contained info from European members of the press. That could turn this into a GDPR. I know all about this because my job, but general data protection regulation issue. That is the EU regulatory framework that obliges any company that collects data to meet certain assurances of security. The maximum fine for a GDPR violation is 20 million euros. So I wasn't really on Twitter yesterday because I was busy. But when I finally caught up and I saw this, and I saw Alana was one of the people that was like, I don't think she's had anybody show up at her house yet, but her public, her, her home address was made public and Alana is Alana. So there's a lot of creepos out there that would be like, <laughs> Alana Pierce, I'm going to come to your home. Um, and she was talking about doing a class action lawsuit. I saw Andrea Renee chimed in also some other people. This is insane. Like I didn't, re- I didn't look too much into this, but I didn't realize, I thought it was more or less a, they got hacked kind of thing. Are you saying it was literally just there on the website and somebody just clicked was like, oh, here it is. Somebody got access to it with everybody's everything in. But like somebody got access to it through some back door or it was literally like, it hey, seems, what's this link? And it's like, there it was. I, I don't know, so don't quote me. We are not IGN, but it seems like they just didn't protect that spreadsheet. Like somebody could type in the URL like e3.com slash Personal addresses dot XLS and they downloaded <laughs> it. It's what it seems like. Like wow. you're you missed. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Sorry for your ears, but I killed him. All right, that's the last fly. I'm sorry for your ears. I just hit the microphone, but I killed the fly. <laughs> After you hit your face. <laughs> After I hit my face. Go to youtube.com slash so <laughs> Um this is, let me put the microphone back. <laughs> this is inexcusable. It's 2019. There are so, like, and I'm not even just saying female members, like Alana is Alana. She's beautiful. I get it. Like, but it's not just about women. Like, there are people, going back to the best friends and stuff, that are obsessed with Kind of Funny and Greg Miller and people like that. Like, freaking angry Joe, angry Joe, I don't think he went to E3 this year, but like people like that, that it doesn't, it, it's not like a, it doesn't have to be like a sexual attraction thing, but like these are people that are personalities and they have thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of fans that just want to meet them and shake their hand and all this other stuff. You don't want people like kind of funny said a million times in the past, like it's pretty clear where our offices are at. It's over this comic store in San Francisco, whatever. Do with the not, big kind of funny logo yeah, in the window. With the thing in the window. like. But like they've said many times, do not ever come knock on our door, period. You will not be allowed in. We will not talk to you. You will be shunned forever. Like Dwight, shun, reshun. Like it's not just the, the, the women that have to deal with this, which that is probably the most creeps I would assume. But like, this is so messed up. How does this happen? It, especially when everybody's talking about the decline of E3 and E3's dying and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. Now you do this, now you're really dying. 
Like yeah. what, what's going to make Alana or like Funhouse and what's good games and Andrea and all these other people. What, why, why would they come back? Why wouldn't they just stream it from their house and not have to worry about this stuff? Right. All these people probably have to change their cell phone numbers. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I, it's definitely, it's more messed up than I thought. I, cause yeah. I just assumed like when this usually happens, it was like they were hacked and apparently no, they just basically, they might as well have left it in a folder on their desk yes. and somebody's like, Hey, what's this? And like, boom, it's out. Like in the words of Randy Orton, stupid, stupid, stupid. stupid. I spit on my iPad. Check out smart shooters. Um, yeah, it's not been a good week for conventions. I just don't, I, I, I just can't even fathom in 2019 how this can happen. Imagine all the psychos we'd have here if our address got out. Oh, boy. Let me see this poor house recording <laughs> studios. It's not much. Uh, next up, Switch sales results. Nintendo announced that over 36 million, I think it's 36.8 million Switches have now been sold just over two years. That's phenomenal. Mario Maker 2, in its first three days on the market, sold 2.4 million copies. I'm sure they're probably up at like 4 million now, I would guess. For some reference there, so in three days, Mario Maker 2 on Switch sold 2.4 million. Mario Maker, the original Mario Maker on Wii U sold 4 million in its lifetime, and Mario Maker 3DS sold 2.93 million. I assume 3DS has already been eclipsed. I wouldn't be surprised if Wii U Mario Maker has also been eclipsed. Like, this is the most popular game on Twitch, and I would say YouTube, but YouTube apparently is prioritizing Minecraft for some freaking reason, like 11 years after it came out. Yeah. But uh, some software results I would ask you, but you've got it right there. Yep. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the top-selling Switch game with 17.89 million units sold. Mario Odyssey is number two at 14.94 million units sold super smash brothers checks in at number three 14.73 million breath of the wild 13.51 million it's by far the best-selling zelda game of all time three 13.51 million and that's just on the switch i mean nobody's buying it on the wii u at this point so it's probably right around 15 i would guess 14.5 something like that and let's go eevee and let's go pikachu have combined for 10.98 million copies sold what jumps out to you there, Sean, about the Switch sales results? Um, is it surprising I'm that Mario look- Kart is number one? Not really, just because I think it's the most wide. That's a big net to cast. You're going to catch a lot of people anytime you do anything Mario Kart. I'm kind of shocked that, and I mean, it's by the narrowest of margins. I'm pretty shocked that Smash hasn't gone past odyssey yeah personally um but no i mean that's that's all that all kind of jives with what you'd expect i think eventually smash will be the number one selling game on switch by the end of the year i guess i would say well gosh that's almost five three and a quarter million but you got to factor in mario kate's going to Mario Kart's going to keep selling. They got to sell another four plus million of Smash to get there. But it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the year, Smash is the number one selling game on the Switch. I still think by far the best game is Breath of the Wild. Thirteen point five million for a Zelda game is unheard of. Yep. Um, but Mario Kart, Mario Kart's Mario Kart, so that doesn't really surprise me. I'm actually surprised that Eevee and Pikachu have combined for almost eleven million. 
because it's not like a core Pokemon game. Yeah. But that just tells you how popular freaking Pokemon is. It's crazy. The PS4 has crossed the 100 million sold line. So the PS4 sold 100 million is what that means. According to Daniel Ahmad, senior analyst at Nico Partners, PlayStation 4 is now the, quote, fastest home console to reach 100, mu- 100 million units selling at five years and seven months since its launch on November 15th, 2013. This beats out the PlayStation 2's five years and nine months it took to achieve the same goal. So for some context, I know Sean can see the list, so I'm not going to ask him. PlayStation 4 is now the number six best-selling video game system, handheld, or home of all time. Number five is the Wii at 101.63 million. I feel like that should be higher for some reason. That seems low to me. But The PS1, 102.49 million. The Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, which is that's kind of a cheat, but whatever. 118.69 million. The Nintendo DS at 154 million. That boggles my mind. Yes, and the PS2 at over 155 million. PS4 is going to pass Wii and PlayStation by the end of the year. By the end of the year, they'll be number four. But the, I don't think they catch. Them uh, I think that's as far as they go. Um, however, how did PlayStation Two sell another fifty-five million copies beyond five years and nine months? It took them five years and nine months to sell a hundred million, and they sold another fifty-five million after that. Because again, back then, though, is like, it just because of how messed up the PS3 was? Nope, it's all about the DVD. To a lot of people, the PS2 uh, was their first DVD and only DVD player. And then you got to also think they they came out with the slim model that was only a hundred bucks. You're never going to get a PS4. See for what I would bucks. like to see to substantiate that argument. Even Total I dollars. do believe you. I would like to see, I'm sure it's out there. That tells me the attach rate for PS2 should not be very good. Hmm. If a lot of people are buying it just as a DVD player, like you said. But were DVD players still, I mean, in 2000, basically in 2006, that's not that long ago. Weren't we already into Blu-rays by then? Or when did PS3 come out? 2006. We were into the HD, but but you got to think, but that was like, those early, those the very so early but it came out two thousand. So that's two thousand five. Yeah, that is weird. It's just weird that they sold fifty five. But but million. okay, but this is why. How much was the PS three at launch? Seven hundred thousand. Five hundred. <laughs> five hundred or six hundred dollars. Where you can get a PS two yeah. for a hundred bucks at that point, and they kept making games for it for years and years after it came out. It's just weird to think that PS4 is ahead of PS2 right now. There's no way they're going to sell 55 no million. They won't. They might not sell 10 million more. Like no, how I do think I think 110 is about the tops they get to because everybody knows the PS5 is next year. Right. It's crazy. I, I really thought the Wii would have been higher. The Wii, to me, I'm surprised it didn't beat the PS1. The Wii seems like it sold yeah. 200 million freaking units. Is right. what it seems like honestly. Yeah, that. All the and the DS bowling. just blows my mind. I've literally never even picked up a DS. Uh, I think my buddy in college had one. You didn't prior to the 3DS. You had the Advance and then the 3DS. Yeah. Okay. 
Like that's, I mean, I know that's basically all Japan, but like, yeah, that's insane. That's yeah. insane. Yep. Wow. No, uh, no Microsoft on this list anywhere. That's <clears throat> weird. I do wonder how many units at the end of the day, when they move to the Xbox two, how many units the Xbox one is sold? Cause they're at a hundred million. The last number I heard for Xbox one was 41 million. But Microsoft isn't saying anything because they're getting their butts kicked. It's more just like EA will let something slip in an investor call or something like, well, you know, we know there's this many Xboxes out there and there's this many PS4s and whatever. Yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare got its multiplayer reveal trailer. They did a remix to Enter Sandman and the trailer was actually pretty freaking cool. It was like the... Like they that the gunshots were going with the Inner Sandman in like this remix. It was it was a really cool trailer, I must say. The beta is coming forward to PS4 first. Uh, I believe it's the weekend after Labor Day. You get it if you pre-order it. You get it a couple days early, and then everybody on PS4, if you're a PS Plus subscriber, can get it for that weekend. Which I'm gonna try it just because. Uh, and then it will be coming to Xbox and PC after that. They revealed Ground War mode, which will have 100 players, but nobody's sure if it's Battle Royale or not. I don't know that it's going to be... I, I don't How know. do you do 100 players and have it not be Battle Royale? I don't know. I mean, by, at that point, isn't that... Yeah. How do you... I don't know what it would be. Unless they're just saying the whole thing where like the map shrinks The map and doesn't shrink, so it's not Battle Royale. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really getting more and more excited for Modern Warfare. There was a whole bunch of hullabaloo about killstreaks this last week and stuff and just people that are just wanting to whine about video games and whining about video games. Just shut up. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for this Call of Duty. I think I may end up getting it. Yeah. Like they've, they've piqued my interest, P-I-Q-U-E. Um, I used to always think that was P-E-A-K. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they did that. And also, Nintendo unveiled the Nintendo Switch game trial, which is launching August 7th through the 13th. You can play Mario Tennis Aces for free in that one-week period as long as you're a Nintendo Switch online subscriber. I'll probably give it a... I'll probably drop I'm gonna download do and give it a try. I love every Mario, Mario sports, sports game that's ever been... I've never played any of the Mario Tennis games, but, like, baseball was awesome the what was the soccer strikers was awesome um i mean golf but i'm going back to like the game boy advance yeah. was the last one i played but like i feel like there's no way i won't like this especially if it's free like what have i got to lose well and if you've got it for a week you can basically beat the game for free. i can get yeah i can you can get your fill of it i should and say. be totally fine to never play it again yeah but this is cool like i like so this is kind of their answer to so they've been giving us free NES games for being a subscriber. This is kind of their answer to the PS Plus and the Xbox games with gold, which we'll get to here in a minute. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. But I, the only thing I worry about is like, there's is it just so going to be first party? Is it just going to? That's the thing. You're like, going to run out know. of games. Like I've already got Odyssey. I've if got they do it like Wild. once per month, I don't want to play Splatoon. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Like Toad's Treasure Tracker, I think is actually free that same time in Japan. I think for their game trial thing, I'm like, I'd almost rather play treasure tracker than this. Yeah. But if that comes in September, then that's all. if they do something like this every month, that's at least 
an added bonus for the only thing that I'm getting out of Switch Online, you realize if you didn't have it, you couldn't download levels in Mario Maker 2. Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. I did not know so that. So maybe I'll be done with Mario Maker 2 by the time <laughs> your thing my, runs my out. Free, my free year runs out. And it's time for the wrap-up. No Man's Sky Beyond is out August 14th. This was announced a few months ago, but this is the next big expansion in No Man's Sky. It's coming with online mode, virtual reality, and one more mystery update that they have not announced yet. I will say, as much as I've crapped on this game for a couple years now, shout-out to Hello Games for not abandoning it like a lot of people would have, kind of like EA has done with Anthem. Um, so shout out to them. I'm at least glad they're putting money into this and putting time into it and not just letting people that bought this game get screwed over. Yeah. Is what I think about it. The GTA online casino update made for the biggest one day of traffic since GTA online launched. That's crazy. As big as GTA online has been for six years now, almost six years, October will be six years. Like, the fact that they had their biggest day ever because of this casino update is crazy. This one doesn't even really interest me that much, honestly. Like, And I'm shocked that this... I feel like they've had much cooler and much more fun updates. Like heists. Yeah, and yeah. like all the... Cunning, even when I say it right, it sounds cunning like cunning stunts. stunts. I had to say it in my head 10 times to make sure I yep. still wasn't saying something bad. Like... This one doesn't even really interest me that much. You know why it doesn't interest me? I mean, I jumped in there and I played it. By the way, I'm still waiting for my 1.25 million, Rockstar. Thank you very much. You're not responding to my tickets. I don't appreciate that. Um, it was cool just to go in the casino because it's one of those things. It's like the the the, the jetpack. It's like yeah. the jetpack and the casino were the two big mysteries since GTA launched, period. GTA 5, I should say. Um, it was cool to go in there, but I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to spend real money. Like, you can't use yeah. your GTA money to buy chips. You have to use real money to buy chips. Yeah. No, thank you. I'd rather just bet, and I don't even do this, but I'd rather bet on college football or the NFL, period. Yeah. So it doesn't really interest me. GTA Online is fun, is fun no matter what, but whatever. Ghostbusters Remastered is out October 4th. It got a release date, and that is October 4th. Uh, Somehow, I don't even know how this is a story showing, but there might be a next generation Neo Geo coming. This comes from SNK official quote, a next gen Neo Geo hardware is coming after Neo Geo mini with a modern design and a wonderful play feeling. And you can even link it to Neo Geo mini. The new hardware will provide you a Neo Geo journey that you've never experienced. Stay tuned for more information. Is it going to cost like $1,500 like to, to be in line with what the old Neo Geo used to cost? I don't know. But that's something to keep up with, I guess. Concrete Genie finally has a release date. It's coming out October 8th. This is the spray painting game that's a PS4 exclusive. Looks kind of cool, but I will not play it. Super Smash Brothers has their 4.0 update out. The hero from Dragon Quest is now available. They made buffs to Ridley and Charizard, not Charlonazord. <laughs> <laughs> He's George. Not Charlanazart. <laughs> One more not time. Not Alana. Uh, to make them not as powerful. They added very easy difficulty for World of Light. Did you Wait, ever try that? Added buffs? They buff they buffed them down. <laughs> so they debuffed. <laughs> they made them not as powerful. They did you ever play them. World of Light? I never even tried it. I that was the first thing I did when I got it. I'm like, really? I don't really like this. Okay. 
Uh, there's now a time limit for your final smash, so you can't just bank it till the end of the match. There's online tournament mode, and there's also spectate mode where you can bet on who wins, but I don't even know what you're betting because it's Nintendo. <coughs> Games of Gold were announced for August. <laughs> I think it's safe to say... <laughs> I think what he was going to say is that Xbox wins. X-Bone gets Gears of War 4 and Forza 6. Xbox 360, 360 backwards compatible on the Xbox One gets Castlevania Lords of Shadow and Torchlight. PS Plus games for August. Wipeout, Omega Collection, Sniper Elite 4. Sean, what do you think? I don't know what either of those two games are. <clears throat> Sniper Elite sounds like a free game you would download on your iPhone. Yeah. Like Hitman Sniper, whatever that game was. And I don't know what Wipeout Omega collection it's, is. It's like a collection of like three Wipeout games remastered. Do you remember Wipeout though, right? Wipeout as in... The racing game, not not like the ABC show. Right, but like... Um, F-Zero? Is that what it is? Kind of, but... Oh, see, I'm picturing like jet skis. No, it's all on tracks and stuff, but it's like in space. You're You're really racing like aeroplanes or something at this point like <laughs> aeroplanes and you go around loop to loops that's one of those i will at least download sniper elite for i don't really care about i don't even know what torchlight is but just by the name i want all four of those games more than i want either of the two yeah. ps games uh gears of war 4 is supposed to be amazing I, I need to play that series at some point now that we got a good tv out there i need to just hijack the boys xbox and play through all four of the play through all four of those force of six if you love racing games it's about as good as it gets and castlevania lords of shadow is supposed to be really good lords of shadow 2 is the one that's not very good yeah now is that a metroidvania or is it like more old school i think it's more linear but it's still 3d Okay. And yeah. I've told you how it ends. Hopefully you forgot. I forgot. Okay. Or you didn't tell me. No, I definitely told you it was on a podcast. Oh, well, then I forgot. Okay, good. I mean, you don't have an Xbox. So I don't know why I care. <laughs> but yeah, I think, do we both agree Microsoft wins? Uh, I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. Wipeout Omega Collection would be fun just to have, but like, nah, it, it can't really compare to those Microsoft games, I would say. Sean. Yes. Did you know it's that time for the did you know section of the podcast? I did. All right. I didn't black out what I did last time. So do you want... You already know that. Don't say Last of Us, but Last of Us is an option. Uh, Last of Us, Metal Gear, Genesis, or NES? NES. Wow. All right. Sean, well, you said don't pick Last of Us because it's I'm just not going to pick. They're, they're based Gear. on it's based on a real. And I did Genesis a couple weeks ago, so the Cordyceps is based on a real. Oh, I've heard of that parasite. Yeah, okay. So you don't want none of that. All right, Sean, did you know there was a hands-free controller for the NES? Think you're talking about the foot pad thirty? No, not the <laughs> not the track and field thing. There was a hands-free controller for the NES way back when. Nintendo created a hands-free controller for the NES, which was intended for quadriplegic or others with physically debilitating conditions. The controller would be strapped to the person's chest, and the user would use a straw and joystick for the controls. For D-pad movement, the player would use their chin to move a cup joystick, so basically 
and the A and B buttons, the player would blow or suck through the straw piece. That is crazy. You're talking 30 freaking years ago. Did this ever make it to market? The development of the controller was sparked by a letter from a mother of a handicapped girl requesting a controller that her daughter could use to, quote, play the video game she loved. The development project took two years until it was finally released in April 1989, selling more than 100 units. Wait, how do you hit start and select? I don't know. A number of the controllers were also present during the first Nintendo World Championships for players that required it. So I don't know. That's... I feel like we haven't progressed very far in 30 years. Like if that was possible on the NES, like I can understand the D pad with your chin, but using a straw, it's not a real straw, but you know what I mean? Something to suck or blow through to either do B or A is insane. That is so freaking cool. Like we've rightfully so we've given so much credit to Microsoft for the adaptive controller. They deserve all of that. But I didn't even know that this was a thing. So I was looking at facts about consoles, and I found that on the NES, and I was like, that is freaking awesome. Yeah, I had never heard of that before. That's awesome. So shout out to you, Nintendo. You've been, you're you're just, you're awesome. That's it for episode 145 of the two-player co-op podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. As you know, you can find us at nerd901.com. So go over there for all the things that are nerdy in Memphis and around the globe. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together, we're at two-player underscore co-op. Uh, you can find Sean twitching over at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. If you're listening on audio services or if you're watching this at nerd901.com, make sure to go to youtube.com slash two-player co-op. Like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Sean, do you like audio? I love it. You can go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and other audio services around the multiverse. We have a Facebook page that we don't update, so don't go over there. Except for the five of you who do. Yeah, shout out. We're up to five. (laughs) (laughs) We went from three down to one, and now we're up to five. Moving on up. Moving Um, on up. This was a fun episode. I hope you guys... If you're sticking around this long, I hope you understand where I'm coming from on the Colin stuff. Um, I hope you don't just tune it out if you don't like Colin. I hope you actually listened. I think there's something in in there for you, whether you like him or not. I hope you understand where we're coming from. And just let's all be better. So what it comes down to. So that's it for episode 145. But until the next time, Sean. (laughs) Go ahead and take it out. Thank you for playing.